What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome to Love Insight. This is our Diamond in the Rough show. We are going to hear from Diamond, one half of the Carlton Diamond couple uh, from the Love is Blind show. Giannina is with me. I'm Matt Moneysmith. Gee, good to be back with you again. Good to be with you, Money. The one thing that, that um, just to get right into it before Diamond joins us, um, you know, she's a, a dancer for a basketball team. Um, the, the job titles were interesting because yeah. yours was business owner. We got into that. You partnered with a friend and, and you guys were trying to grow your own business when you went on the show. Damien's just said like general manager, everything was very bland. So when you guys are talking and, and you're in the facility before you start meeting with the guys and you're bonding with the girls, um, did anything like when, when diamond says, Oh yeah, I, I dance for a basketball team. I've got how many, like, what's the follow up there? That's, that's an interesting profession. I mean, we were just really excited. We were like, you're so dope. Like, can you teach us some moves? <laughs> and what's actually funny. And we talk about it all the time. We're like, I can't believe they didn't show that is me. And I think it was Amber. Uh, we had like a little dance off with Diamond. Oh, really? She taught us like a little, like a little set, um, and they filmed it in the lounge, and we were just having fun. We probably had a couple drinks, and um, she was great. She definitely knew how to move, and just kind of like made. She was the life of the party, right. I would say. What were your uh, What were your first impressions of her? Beyond she knew how to move, right? And, you know, like what kind of person? Because. You know, we think we know him, right. but what can you share with us? Like shed some light, some insight here. When I saw her, I thought, you know, she was really cute. Um, she had, she was like very confident and, but she was also a little shy. I think, be, I think we all were, uh, we were just like not knowing what to expect. So just kind of feeling everybody out. I can tell that she's like a very like intuitive person and she was trying to see like, okay, like, do I like these girls? Um, and I think she did. <laughs> right. The, um. When you watch the episode and you see, and we'll get into this with Diamond here in, in a minute, but when you see the engagement, I mean, that was, she was probably like the most emotional of, of all of the cast. I mean, you know, she kind of collapses into the corner of the couch, buries her head and just 
starts crying uncontrollably. Was there anything that you might have gathered from her that you talked to her about that that maybe let, or maybe you can share with us like how emotional it is in there because it just seemed like it really was something overwhelming. Um, and she kept saying, I've never ha- had these feelings, never experienced anything like this before. Yeah, I think, you know, we all we all felt like that um, at point on, you know, at different times. I would come back from a date and I would be like super excited and like giddy. And, you know, there would be someone crying on the couch really? mm-hmm, pretty much every day. And whether it would be a good cry or a hard cry, it's because there was a lot of release happening in in this experiment. Um, and what I say when I mean what I mean when I say that is, you know, we were able to fully just take down every single wall, ironically enough, and um, and just share the deepest, darkest, saddest things because we wanted this person to know who we were and why we are the way that we are. And so you kind of relive these really in- intimate moments. Um, and I think there's a lot of fear of it, too, because, you know, someone says, OK, like, I feel for you or I love you. But then you kind of go back and you're like, oh, I hope that they, you know, I hope that they do love me. Like, what if they go and change your mind? So, like, just speaking to that, um, did you... Were you like dismissed by anybody? Like, did you find yourself just you put them high on the list and then somehow you guys didn't get matched up and you're like, oh, that person must have put me really low on the list? Yeah. Um, I think, well, I think I, I mentioned this earlier. Me and Barnett just kind of like trickled away from each other. Like at the sit, like mutually? Mutually, yeah. So he was like my number one for like the first two days and then he was like my number seven, like <laughs> after that. Right. So the first two days you're with him. You go on dates with him. Yes. And then that was it? Yeah. And then okay. that was that was pretty much it. We the next couple of days we were just like, Oh hey, what's up? And we've talked to you about Taylor. Talked about Taylor. So did he break from you or did you break from him? So we he was my number two throughout the whole experience. Um and I think he so he developed feelings for me and also he developed feelings for Jessica but I only saw him as a friend and um, I think because he heard that I had chosen Damien he was like all right I'm done here Um, so he heard that Damien was your number one yes and then that was and that was that so then he okay Mm -hmm. because I guess what I'm getting at is Mm -hmm. you mentioned girls are on the couch crying Mm -hmm. you know whether that's good or bad is that because they thought they were going to go into the pod and there was nobody there or was it is that is that how it was or was it more they were in the pod and the guy was like hey i just want to tell you you know i guess through the wall not face to face but yeah. voice to voice that yeah. i'm out well i don't know i think lc got the the biggest you know shock of them all because she made it all the way through the end and was waiting to hear whether barnett was choosing her or amber so when she was crying, it was, you know, more of a rejection cry. Right. Um, but, you know, we wouldn't really cry because we didn't get to see that person. There was more just more anxiety uh, and just like, you know, excitement. Like, OK, he wasn't my first date, but is he going to be my third? He's going to be my fourth. Like, what's going on? And, you know, we would just we would, you know, be freaking out and like shaking in our boots because we wanted to see our number one. Um, but as far as like crying, it was more because of like this overwhelming, happy cry, like, oh, my God, I can't believe right. this is happening to me. Or like, I just shared something so hard and deep, like I'm reliving this all over again. Um, the rejection cries, I think, were more from Brianna and Elsie. What about uh, Damien, as far as the other girls went? Did they have him as a one or a two or who else? Who else had him? Um, 
I think from what I've gathered... Oh, they wouldn't tell you? I have found out later right? Um, that Amber and Lexi were like vibing with him. Amber in the beginning... And again, Lexi is... Lexi Skip. She got actually engaged to Wesley Bear. Okay. Yeah. So short guy Wesley. Short guy Wesley. Your former roommate Lexi. Yes. Were in, are they still together? I don't think so. Okay. So they're not together, but they actually... Okay. They actually get engaged. Yep. Wesley, was he ever on your list or no? Um, he was like maybe like my number seven. Okay. Yeah, I've sidetracked you. All right, no, so, okay. so go back to yes. where you were there. So with uh, yeah, with anyone that was interested in Damien, Damien yeah. I didn't know, but it was until like later, like way later, that apparently like Lexi tried to talk to Damien after she knew that I was into oh, really? him. Is that why you kicked her out of your room? And took in Lauren. <laughs> I didn't kick her out. No. What do you mean? You said you had two roommates. You started with Lexi. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, they switch us around. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You say beat it. No, not at all. Doing. I loved her. I was just very, you know, we actually became really great friends. Um, and I understand exactly why someone would shoot their shot, you know, because it's this is might be the love of your life. Right. You you don't want to, you know, you're fighting for your love. Um, I just happened to win. Any <laughs> <laughs> any arguments? Did you argue with anybody? I did not. Um, I again, I was the peacemaker. When people would come to me and right. say like. Oh, like I have a, I have an issue with this person. I would be like, well, let's talk it out. Like, why do you have an issue? Well, because she likes my guy. It's like we all like each other's guys. Right. So like, let's let's try to Start get fighting. to the core of it, right? Well, I mean, if they wanted to to fight, it's like, okay, you go fight over there. Like, I am not here to make friends or enemies. I am here to find the love of my life. And I so if I so happen to make a great friend, awesome. If someone wants to start a fight with me, like, I will lay you out. But I also will try to avoid that as much as possible. Said so sweetly. All right. That's a perfect spot for us to take a quick break. When we return, Diamond will join us next. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. 
Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, she always said it right before the break, and now she is kind enough to join us. Diamond from Love is Blind is on the phone. Diamond, how you doing? I'm doing great this beautiful Sunday morning. How are you guys doing? Well, afternoon now. No, we're well. Yeah, it's morning. I think maybe a little more morning than afternoon for us. But um, <laughs> the the last we saw you was was on the reunion. But we're obviously going to go back a little bit before that. And I even want to get to before you're with Carlton and stuff. Just maybe walk us through how you got cast um, and what your impressions were of the show. Kind of once you you showed up and you figured out exactly what it was you got yourself into. Yeah, so I actually, how I got cast was through a flyer. Um, I noticed a flyer, and my coach actually was the one who sent it to a lot of um, us girls. You know, I was on an NBA team, and she sent it to us. And I was at first I was hesitant, but then I was like, let me try and see. So I sent in all my information, and I had a couple of phone interviews and Skype interviews. And leading up to here, I, I was, was picked to be on the show. Um, and what was your other question? I'm sorry. <laughs> My question is like, what did you, what did you think you were getting yourself into? Was it a show? Was it actually seeking someone who could potentially be your husband? Like what, what were you thinking was going to happen when you decided to do this? Um, so what I was thinking, I was actually thinking to find love, you know, the producers and everyone explained the experiment and explained, you know, the gist of how, you know, it's kind of blind dating but in a different way. And it really, it really made me interested. I was really like blown away by the process. And I was like, wow, this is something I really would like to try to do because, you know, living in Atlanta, I find it very hard to find someone and date and it's not a really easy, easy task here. So when they explained that to me, (laughs) when, yeah, right. When they explained that to me, I was all for it a hundred percent. And I was there to find the love of my life. In terms of, um, we've heard from a number of different castmates, and they all describe the pods. And and it sounds very intense. How would you describe it? Um, I'll definitely say it was powerful. You know, it's something that, you know, you don't do every day. <laughs> so, so even I was like walking in there. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how the how it was gonna the outcome was gonna be. I never thought like I was going to find love or, you know, fall for someone as much as I did for Carlton. And when that happened, I was really excited. And um, I love how we were able to share and be open with each other and share, you know, everything that we wanted to talk about. Like They gave us the time to disclose so much information and really get to know that person and fall in love with that person. What do you think about when you when you walked in there for the first time and you saw all of us girls? Were you like, oh, this is my competition or... No, right. Not I didn't feel that way either. No. no, I was just walking around looking at like how beautiful the setup was there. You know, I was like, wow, this is really happening. Wow, this is beautiful. And all those girls, you know, we were all you know, somehow we formed a bond like right away. I never felt like I had to compete for, with her, her, her. You know, I thought we all were beautiful. And I felt that we all clearly had something special about us to be cast for the show. So something stood out that the producers love. 
to Kazza's for the show, and I was just hoping that one our dates would see that as well. So we, uh, we, I've already established with G that Joe was super creepy. John. John. Damn, yes. I keep getting his name wrong. Ah, okay. Yes. Can, can you share a John story with us, Diamond? I can't remember our dates. To be that's, I think that's how insignificant. Right. Okay. But like, it wasn't really like that. I think I had already marked him off, or he because we got a chance to like number right our dates from like top to bottom. And I don't know. He never was in like my top five. So. But you said he was always fifteen. But I'm not saying that he's yeah. a bad person. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm not saying he's a bad person or anything. But he's just like, he, he didn't really stand out as in talking. Uh, like our conversations wasn't like on point or you know we loved it. One of the uh, one of the clips that obviously was very popular was you and Barnett and Barnett saying that your name <laughs> sounded like a stripper. So how uh, how quickly were you turned off by Barnett? Was that all kind of just the little bit that we were to see, or was there something else to that conversation that maybe uh, led you to either? like or not like him no barnett is a very cool person as you see i could just i just saw through his little his suave like he was just being so like you know hey girl hey and i could just tell that you know he was smooth and trying to like you know talk to everybody but he's not the first person i ever said that associate my name with being a stripper like i get it all the time living in atlanta and then to be a professional dancer People always mix the two for some reason, but <laughs> right, I, yeah, right. I just okay, but I think Diamond lost his meaning. You know, <laughs> Diamond actually means something way more powerful and bigger than you know being related to a dancer. But yeah, Bar- Barnett was a really good guy. I don't have anything bad to say about him. Um, I feel like we just knew right off that this just wasn't gonna work, and I just I just separated myself, especially when I heard other girls just fall in love with him so fast and like really enjoying him. I was like, oh no. That's Mr. Smooth over there. <laughs> I know that we we were, you know, obviously, you know, in the same spot, and you taught me how to dance. You taught me a cute little oh, yeah! dance. I remember that. Um, but I, you know, I don't feel like we had like deep conversations. So, like, who who was like your confidant in the lounge? Mm, my deep conversation. Are you are you uh, getting interviewed too, or are you just interviewing everyone too? I'm interviewing everyone too. Oh, look at you. Thanks. Yes, it's been fun. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks, baby. I'm sorry to just get thrown away off that. But um, yeah, you Gucci. Uh, besides Carlton, um, I had really made good connections with other people. Um, like one, I felt Mark and I had really good conversation. We had a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. and But we already knew because I was actually cool with Jessica in the house. I know everybody's going to be like, <gasps> you know, but I was really cool Jessica with Jessica. Jessica was great. Yeah, she was really sweet besides um, everything else that happened on the show. But with our friendship, we were really cool. And she used to always tell me about Mark and how she like really likes him. So I kind of separated myself from that. She's starting to like Mark. Hold on. Hey, so Diamond, I'm going to jump in there because I got to ask you because this is okay. this is repeatedly this has now happened. As just someone who watched the show, Jessica was not great. Jessica was a complete nightmare. Um, yet every oh, cast no. member is like, no, you got it wrong. So what I'm starting to con- come to figure is is Amber a nightmare? Did we get that wrong? Is no. that kind of, no? No, Amber's not a nightmare. Amber knows what she wants, and she clearly tells the whole world that look, this is not, this is who I want, this is who I am, and this is who I want. And if you like it, oh well, kick rocks. Like that's Amber's attitude. Jess' attitude is not like that. Jess is more sincere. She like she was falling in love. Like I think people are confusing experiment. Like although. 
she would fall in love with Mark. It's okay to start liking Barnett. Like we all were going on dates. We all trying to meet our number one. I really feel like people need to understand that because she liked Mark and because she liked Barnett doesn't make her a bad person. Now, when it comes down to other things that happen later on the show, I don't, I do not agree with how she handled that. But at the same time, she wants to find, this is someone you got to spend the rest of your life with. Like you want to make sure you pick the right person. So how were you and Carlton able to say like, Hey, wedding's off. We're done. We're not going to be a part of this anymore. Like, how did that come about? Um, at the pool scene, uh, right. we were talking. Yeah, that's where it really all went down. I don't feel like when I left the first time when he exposed his bisexual being bisexual, I don't feel like I was completely like, no, this is not it. This is not going to work for me. Because I felt like if that was the case, I would have said it right then and there, and we would never had another scene. I would have been like, this is not for me. You know, enjoy your life. I'm gonna enjoy mine. Have a nice day. But I did not. I wanted to, you know, talk to him and get some questions answered. And I feel like that's what I was trying to do at the other pool thing. <laughs> the one that the big, the big blew up uh, happened. And um, it, 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 as you see, it escalated. And I feel like it was more my me who was like, I'm done versus him because I gave him his ring back. And I feel that triggered other emotions for Carlton and led him to, you know, get very defensive. He, uh, we talked to Carlton, and and he told us that there were some things we didn't see that led to that. And I feel it's it's only fair for us to kind of point that out to you, so you can. He he suggested that maybe you said some things that that set off some of those triggers. Um, what can you share with us that you're comfortable sharing with us about that conversation? I mean, that conversation was very hard to even approach, you know, because you know you don't want to say the wrong things or you don't want it to be mis taken the wrong way. Carlton, how everything had happened is pretty much what happened. I didn't come in there arguing with him, putting my finger in his face or anything like that. I actually came calm and I, I was relaxed and just trying to stay in control of the situation. When he started making his own verbal comments and saying things and not understanding, I even said it, like, you're not understanding. And he was just shutting me out. And um, I, I don't feel like I have, there's nothing that he's trying to paint a picture or try to say. I know we did get in a heated argument, so things might have gotten cut. But for him to say that other things to trigger him off that I was saying homophobic, biophobic slurs, like he was also saying bad stuff as well. So for him to try to just throw things like almost playing a victim again, in which I called him out then, like you're playing a victim instead of like just owning up and saying, I'm sorry, and we can move past it. I feel that that would be grown people level to do that versus always point a finger on everybody else. Do you feel like he you know ever wanted to figure this out with you or do you think you know that was a way for him to be like I'm not going to marry you because you're not going to get it and I'm not even going to give you a chance to to help to figure this out with me because that's just kind of what I felt when I saw that that yeah, he was just not giving it too. a chance yeah I felt that too and when I as we was at the pool and like I said I wasn't trying to attack him I wasn't trying to disrespect him by no means I really was just trying to ask some questions and get clarity of a lot. Of, I've never dated a bisexual man. Let's just first say that. And for me to have questions and get clarity to not label me as something else. I don't honestly from now, I don't feel like he was really trying to do that. I feel like it was a different motive. And I think that's one of the things I said. I said, what is your motive? What was your motive behind the show or experiment? Excuse me. Um, so I, I personally don't feel like he was now. I don't personally feel that he was in there for the right reasons. And I feel like that was triggered it too, because I was saying that and he wasn't liking that. He actually told us on himself. If you listen to his conversation, listen to our argument, 
He said, what, you think I did this only for a show? I never called him out and said, are you doing this only, uh, I mean, for a trip? He said, you think I'm only wanting right. to do this for a trip? Like, you're telling on yourself. I didn't say any of that. Right. The, the, it, we brought this up with him, too, and I'm curious kind of where you come out on it, Diamond. Um, he, I, I said, you weren't comfortable telling Diamond, but you were comfortable telling the world and the cameras uh, about your past. If you know, I know it's hard for you to, to figure it out in hindsight, but but if he had told you, what do you think you would have done? I don't know. I, a lot of people have asked me that question, and that's really a good question. I felt like I was robbed that choice to even make that decision. I didn't even like, honestly, if you would have asked me if Carlton, like if this had played out, if I'm sorry, if it had not played out, and how would I react if Carlton told me, like now I don't know what I would have done. And it goes back to the same thing in the pause. If he would have told me in the beginning, I don't know what I would have done, but I would have definitely tried to approach it and I'll make my decision based off what he told me, being honest up front. What if, uh, I know this is another hypothetical, don't know if you can kind of get your head around this one. What if the roles were reversed? What if you had had a, a bisexual, you know, past, which you have told, do you think you would have told him prior to the engagement? Yeah, yeah. of course, of course I would. I mean, that's just who you are. And I know people say that it's not a personality trait. No, it's not, but... If it's something that you feel that could stop a relationship or something that you feel that people haven't accept you for, I feel like you should have learned your lessons from then and then learn from them. And then so you won't make those same mistakes again. So I feel like he should have just been honest and told me from the beginning, like, hey, you know, you might not sit well with it or you might. You give me the option to make those decisions. Don't make them for me. And I feel like he took that from me. Right. Well, one of the things that he says, and, you know, I can't speak to this because I'm not I'm not in that world, but that the black community has a really big, you know, influencer. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of prejudice just because, you know, if you're white and you're bi, it's different than when you're black and you're bi. And I don't know if you can speak to that. Um. Yeah, no, I don't know if I can speak on that either because I don't know you know, what he's going through as in for the black community because he's bisexual or, you know, how he's you know, exposing himself to his sexuality. Although I have both um, race have been, you know, coming at me both ways. I have black community not supporting me and then I have a Caucasian community not supporting me. I have both African-American and Caucasian not supporting me and I have both supporting me. So I don't feel like you can label it as only black people are attacking me or this and this and this or only white people are more accepting like I don't feel that's the case on my end or how I'm looking into it so I don't I can't really speak on behalf of what cause it might be going through with the communities what uh diamond what is what has life been like for you post show specifically the way people reacted to you on the show like what what has that experience been like for you um, it's been good and bad. Um, it's been a lot to deal with, especially when you see people are calling you certain names and, you know, saying you're a disgusting human person and, you know, making death threats. Like, I feel like that's just extreme and people really don't know me. I've never been a person who, you know, I hate, I even hate now that I allow myself to get out of out of character when I was at the pool and cursing him out and throwing the drink. Same I was really <laughs> but, but you never, yeah, but you never know what you would do until you're put in that situation. And maybe it wasn't the best best choice to make, but that's how I felt at that time. I felt robbed and I felt upset. So, you know, like moving forward, you know, I'm just looking to do good things and taking, I'm not allowing a negative comment to hold me back or label me as a person. I know, I know myself and I'm secure with myself and I know I can bounce back. Like I said, I'm built from a strong cloth and I meant that when I said that. 
So I know that, you know, and I, sorry for interrupting you, but I also got out of character and said mean things to Damien and cursed at him and all that stuff. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's that for me is just a, a coping mechanism. And, you know, since watching the show, I've realized, oh, my God, like I still do that. And let me, you know, kind of tone it down a bit. But, you know, yeah. is, is that something that, you know, you're just kind of like, I'll learn from it, but I still do it because, you know, it's it's hard to just break that habit. I don't know if we, you know, it's not easy or not just for people yeah. to label us as as bad people because we we react in certain ways i kind of want to tell them like hey i want you to get engaged in nine days and then have a wedding in less than a month and then let's see how you do (laughs) exactly and then like a lot of people try to say what they would do or a lot of people say i actually handled the situation a lot better than what they would do but which is you know which feels great that people actually are supporting my decision but no you learn from your mistakes um i like i said for as speaking for carlton you know, he sh- learned from his mistakes. You move forward and you just don't dwell over it. And for me, I feel like I can learn from my mistake and learn how to approach things a lot differently. I'm going to be a little more, you know, maybe even when I was sitting there on the reunion, I was like, maybe I should have just, as I saw him getting upset and more out of, you know, defensive, maybe I should have redirected the conversation and just been like, you know what? You're a beautiful person. You know, I see you for your value. I see you for this. I'm just having quite like I'm tr- I was really I thought I was trying to do that. Um, but I don't know, maybe it, it was it was just out of control. It was just out of my hands at one point because it's you getting defensive and saying bad things to me. I got defensive and I'm like, we're throwing blows. Like, like you, I'm not going to sit there and allow you to just disrespect me like that. So, but I do feel like I can control it in the future. What was the, um, you know, because it was so far removed, I think, you know, we learned that it was 18 months ago when you did that reunion show. So what was it like? Had you seen him since then? Had you, you know, what was that reunion show like? Can you kind of take us through that year and a half between leaving Mexico and showing up on that reunion show, just specifically as it relates to Carlton? Yeah, so um, after the Mexico trip, him and myself, we stayed separate. Like, we never talked for a while. Um, And then he started reaching out. you know, just saying, like, happy birthday, little marks here and there. Um, but he didn't have my number, but, like, reaching out through, like, group chat. And um, eventually, before the show actually aired, I think it was, like, a week before or a couple of days before, he messaged me again, wanted to apologize and wanted to talk to me on my phone, asked me for my number. So we did speak. He apologized, and I apologized as well because, I, like I told him, I didn't want him to feel attacked or I was coming at him wrong. Like I really was trying to be consoling. And then after that, moving up to the reunion. So we already was comfortable to be in the same space at the reunion. So then he apologized, of course, again, as you've seen. Um, And then after the reunion, we have not been working on our friendship. We went our separate ways. And I think it's best to say, like, we just probably going to, that's going to be like that forever. (laughs) So because, yeah. One of the things that um, he mentioned was uh, Brianna. And he said, you know, I kind of go back and and think about, you know, what might have been if I had chosen a different path. Was there have you thought about that? Was there a different path that that you could have seen yourself taking that you wish you would have pursued further? Yeah, I do. It was a lot of like it's for that's so funny that he will say, you know, a lot of things about that wasn't shown, but try to make it paint the picture on me. I feel like it was a lot of things that were shown from him that would paint a picture of him. And he's not even even owning up to that. Um there was guys I did make a connection and he didn't allow that to happen. Like, you know how guys get and he felt like he had to tell people like, this is my girl and don't talk to me and blah, blah, blah. So that's what I'm saying. Like for him to say 
certain things and saying this like makes me really wonder like is your apology really genuine and i really don't now i don't think it was oh you think like he went through the guy's facility no he did i know for sure he did so after the reunion he you know presented you with the ring a friendship ring um do you still have that do you wear it what do you think about that I don't have his ring, and no, I do not still wear it. Um, after the reunion, um, it's hard to talk about it, but um, I felt like he was really genuine. That's why I accepted it. But then after it, a whole other person came out and back to how he treated me in Mexico. And I started seeing it, and it was it was reported. It's documented all on his Instagram, although he erased it. You don't, I don't forget it. And um, to the point I had to just block him and I hope I wish him the best of luck. And for him to say those certain things that he said really just shows me that this is that wasn't a sincere or genuine apology. You happy? But I do wish him the best of luck. Are you happy you did the show? I am happy I did the show. At one point in time, if you would have asked me right out of Mexico, I would have said no. But now that, you know, the show has aired and. You know, I'm able to watch it and see and everything. I'm starting to see like, okay, Diamond, you know, like this is an experiment and this is experience. God clearly wanted you to do this and God wanted to set an example out for you. And I'm glad God picked me to do that. So I feel the same exact way Um, for a while. I was like, why did I ever put myself through that? And then after the show, it really just I changed careers like seven times. It really just helped me realize like who I am as a person. Did you go through something similar? Yes, I did. I changed careers as well, working on my doctorate right now. And like I started going back to school and you know, studying in this, this field. And yeah, so I changed careers. And now that I'm starting to embrace women empowerment and this is the month for women empowerment so i'm actually starting to embrace it and i'm going to come out with other things and bigger things to help encourage women i've been doing a lot of bookings for motivational speaking which is great so i'm looking forward to the future diamond in terms of um the you know what we the viewers were able to see uh i I said to g i felt like of all the engagements yours seemed to be the most overwhelming and emotional um, when he actually proposed to you. Can you kind of maybe share why you think that was and maybe some of the, you know, we, we heard what you said about how, you know, this was unlike anything you'd ever kind of been through and how special it was. Um, can you maybe kind of give us a little background as to why it was and why you think you reacted that way? I mean, in a million years, uh, you wanted, I want to get married. I want to fall in love, but you never think that it would happen that way. So I was, I was, I had so many emotions running through me. I was happy. I was nervous. I was scared. You know, like think about our families. It was so many things that was running through my mind, but I knew that I was, I felt in love with Carlton and I knew I was ready to start build our empire together and, you know, work on each other. I was definitely, like, I grew up, I grew up in a home where my father wasn't there. My parents actually was divorced, but he did pass away when I was a little girl, not having a father there, you know, I always told myself with next person I marry, I will make it work. Like I'm not, I'm not going to get divorced. I want both parents in the household. Like I want my children to grow up with a father, which is something I never did. So that's how that became really emotional. And I'm just putting myself in a situation that, wow, like I took a leap of faith, you know, and test this out. And wow, like I'm engaged. I've never, to hear those words, I think it gets it sets a woman off in a positive way. Like, wow, I found someone who actually want me to be his queen, want me to be by his side, and we will ride or die to the end. And 
that's what I was, that's all the emotions that I was hearing. That's why it was so emotional for me. And I was crying like a baby. Well, it was, uh, it was certainly compelling content. And, um, and I think especially in the reunion episode, you you came off very well. Um, and we really appreciate you you. coming on and and talking to us. And it sounds like things are going great as you continue your education. And sounds like, uh, as far as the, the bookings for the motivational speaking, everything's going well and and congratulations on that. And you're beautiful as always. Thank you. You too, Gigi. You too. And congratulations to you Thank as well. you, darling. Thank you, Diamond. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, G, so the one thing that I want to follow up with you on that was um, because obviously you and Damien are still together and you still talk to him. Uh, what she said about Carlton, did you hear, had you heard that, 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 that he went around the, the men's facility and said, stay away from Diamond? Um, I don't recall having him like kind of scare everyone off. Um, I know Taylor did that. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. With you? With me. Mm-hmm. Da- Damien was not having it. <laughs> Do you but, think it was effective with anybody else? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, um, I think at that point, men, there's a lot of testosterone. And sure, we're you, possessive. I mean, girls can be very possessive, I too. I would assume so. So, you know, I think some girls did that, too, or like, this is my man, like, you know. So it's just it just depends on your personality, and if you like that kind of possessiveness, go for it. Right, Lexi came up to you and was like, hey, Damien's my guy, and you said, get out of the room. No, that did not happen. <laughs> You're putting words in my mouth, not even a little bit. I didn't even know that she was into him after, like, weeks after. Right. Yeah, but, um, I mean, I think that the way that, you know, she's handled it is just she's definitely looking at the positive side of things and isn't dwelling on, you know, the things that she said or the things that he said. She's not letting it define her, which I, if anything, it's 
improving her, which I really commend. Yeah, it uh, that, that's tough, certainly, to see that. You mentioned mm-hmm. there were moments, you know, that, that you don't like seeing on on the show that you have to relive and are there forever. Anytime you want to go back and check in, I would assume even tougher for her, but always uh, good to kind of get both sides of the story. We got it from Carlton, of course, in a prior episode, we get it from diamond there. And that is our uh, diamond in the rough episode. Diamond in the rough. All right. Be sure to subscribe, continue to uh, download the new episodes because ahead we're going to get, well, you know, it was, we got Carlton, we got her, Mm -hmm. we've had you now. Mm -hmm. We need to get Damien. So oh. we're going to get the Damien episode Let's coming try to up. get his side of the that, story. That is something you are definitely going to want to hear. So be sure to keep your eyes out for that episode. Have we come up with a title for that episode yet when we get Damien? You know what? We'll, we'll kick it around. We'll think about it. Subscribe to Love Insight on iHeartRadio or however you get your podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.